Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. Welcome to the Believe in NFL Draft Prospect Podcast. Ryan Roberts here again, Rising Draft on Twitter, bringing you an inside look to some of the fantastic football players across the nation and getting you ready already for the 2023 NFL Draft. So I was talking to Joey Fisher before we got on here, and he is a very talented offensive tackle, starts at right tackle for Shepard University. I was actually watching his quarterback, Tyson Bagent, is I think Joey's? Bagent, Tyson Bagent, who is... Harlem Hill, uh, I think he was a finalist last year, 50 touchdown passes, over 5,000 yards, fantastic quarterback. And I just kept writing down number 76 because I'm a weirdo and I have a notepad still. So I kept writing down 76. I just kept but pluses next to it. And he has one of the better highlight tapes that I've ever seen personally, man. It's just pancake after pancake, like I was kind of telling Joey for the show. But want to welcome Joey Fisher into the show. One of the better offensive linemen I have actually evaluated so far the, the early parts of this process for 2023. Joey, appreciate you again, man. I know it's, you know, semester ending, get, traveling soon, doing all that type of stuff, just getting off a of spring ball. Appreciate you taking a few minutes, man. Yeah, no problem, man. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on here. Yeah, man, absolutely. So I want to uh, I want to run this a little bit, Joey, kind of like a, a little bit of a journey. I want to start you out just by going. I know you're a, a Maryland guy originally. I think Clear Spring High School, if I had that correct. Yep, yep. So talk to me a little bit about – playing at Clear Spring, and how you ended up at Shepard. Just a little insight into maybe the recruiting side of everything. Yeah, yeah. So it's definitely, um, you know, a roller coaster ride for recruitment. Um, you know, I did go to a small school. Um, you know, Clear Springs around has around, you know, 400 players, uh, well, 400 um, students total in the school. Uh, so a small 1A uh, high school in, uh, you know, Western Maryland. Um, and then around, like, my sophomore year, um, you know, I kind of got looks and stuff like that. Uh, I ended up missing much uh, my, my, my junior season. And I uh, came back senior season, um, excelled pretty well, had a couple, you know, big looks. Um, you know, one of them would being University of Maryland. Um, you know, those are the guys that kind of offered me first. Um, you know, I took a little visits to, you know, West Virginia, Wake Forest, um, you know, a lot of schools around that area. Um, and then, like I said, being a local guy from Maryland, uh, my dad's from Baltimore. Uh, my mom's in PG County. I was originally born in PG County and uh, moved up here in elementary school. So, um, you know, I wanted to stay local as possible. Um, so, you know, I got the offer from Maryland and, you know, at, at the time I was a defensive end, uh, you know, floating around that four star, three star area, um, you know, so that was that was home for me. And, you know, that's where I was going. Um, and then about two weeks before signing day, uh, you know, the coach at the time, Randy Etzel, um, got fired, got released. Um, and then my last I think my D line coach was the last coach there from the original staff, uh, Chad Wilt. Um, he ended up, you know, getting cut towards the end, too. So that kind of threw me into a blender and, you know, not knowing the coaching staff, stuff like that. I felt like I was in an un, un, you know, uncomfortable position. Um, so I ended up decommitting from there. Um, and then about a little bit, about a week or two after signing day, uh, I ended up going to Towson University. Um, I went there for a little bit in the fall. Um, you know, I felt like that wasn't a fit for me. Um, so I ended up leaving, took the year off, um, you know, I'm like, I think 2018, 2019 area started coming around. Um, Shepard, uh, Coach McCook, the head coach there, kind of reached out and we kind of developed a nice relationship. 
And, um, you know, he, he brought me in with, you know, open arms and kind of molded me into the player I am today and allowed me to, you know, come and actually find a home and prosper. And I know you mentioned, obviously, the defensive background, Joey. From the original recruiting, when you were going to Towson originally, right. were you almost strictly being recruited as a defensive guy? Were the guys that liked you on offense? Were the schools that liked you on offense? Like, what did that kind of look like for you? Yeah, so at the time, um, like I said, when the new coaching staff came in after Randy Etzel in Maryland, they kind of offered me the tight end position. You know, okay. being around the 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six area, I kind of thought about it. But then again, I'm thinking, you know, big D1 school, you know, I mean, kind of me going in there fresh as a – as a, as a tight end at that kind of level, I felt like it wouldn't fit right. Um, mm-hmm. So then, you know, mostly all, like all the other schools I was recruited as a defensive end, uh, Towson brought me in. Um, you know, they kind of ran a three front, um, you know, with a band and stuff like that. So yep. I kind of was kind of feeling the vibe there. And then we kind of lost out, kind of, you know, kind of the bottom kind of dropped out. And uh, then, I, like I said, I was, I was kind of homeless there for a while. And then, you know, uh, Coach McCook at Shepherd University offered out. And, um, you know, that's where I am today. I love it, man. I love it. So when you get to Shepard now, Joey, what position are you playing? Did you start on defense? Or were you just going over to offense immediately? Like, what was that transition like when you got to Shepard? Yeah, so that was our talk. Um, you know, Coach McCook is a great coach. You know, he's the head coach there now. Um, you know, he brought me in and kind of sat me down. I was like, listen, you know, you're a big guy um, that can move really well. You know, like I said, around 6'5 area. Um, I actually got my weight up to around 315 now, um, oh. you know, to where I was around like the 250, 260 area coming out of high school. Um, so I developed, you know, the weight room, you know, the, I found the, you know, found a spot in the weight room, found my, myself as a person. And he was like, listen, you know, you're kind of a dominant rough guy to where you're a big guy, um, you know, office of guys, you know, they don't really come like you, the guys that can move as fast as you do or as big as you are and as physical as you play. Um, he's like, you know, do, you, know, do you kind of want to try it out? I was like, yeah, you know, I, I, at this point, I just want to play. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I tried it out. And so far, I mean, knock on wood. You know, I've talked to over 10 plus scouts. Um, you know, I, I got to do opportunities to have interviews like we know we got with guys like you, which I appreciate. And yep. uh, a lot of doors, a lot of doors are opened up. So I'm actually kind of glad that, uh, you know, I made that switch over to the offensive line. Yeah, I mean, that that, that experience of defensive line makes a lot more sense, man. Because, I mean, you play like a defensive lineman. Like, you are, you know, an aggressive guy, to say the least. Yeah. Even in your pass sets, man. You got that nice little snap, tra- snap trap. You got some physicality in that regard, too. I mean, again, if people can get their hands on some Shepard tape that, that are listening out there, I would really recommend going to take a look at the right tackle again, number 76. So, Joey, now that you're offensive lineman at Shepard, right, so you – Start there in, what was it, 2019, right? And that was, you started all 13 games. I think you made all, uh, second team all conference. L- let me ask you about the position now that you're playing offensive tackle, playing it, start at right tackle. Have you always played at right tackle now since you've been at Shepard? Have they moved you around, try to see where the best fit is? Why, I guess my question is why ultimately right tackle was the best fit? So, um, so at, at, at Shepard University, um, Coach Cook really stresses the t- uh, tackles be like kind of the biggest guys, the most athletic guys, guys that can, the most stress of the offense is on the tackles. Um, yep. So like I said, with, with, with me and my size and my athletic you know ability, he kind of put me there at right tackle. Um, at the time, we did have a, a steady left tackle. Um, so at the time, you know, I played right tackle for the last two years. And uh, this spring, we worked on kind of developing me a left tackle as well. So nice. I guess that kind of versatile look at playing, being able to play left and right. Before we continue on with this discussion, folks, I do want to tell you about Bet Online. Today's sponsors, our partners at Bet Online, continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA playoffs, fights, and even next season's futures. Don't forget that the MLB is back. Who are you picking to win the World Series? Bet Online is your continued source for all of your sports wagering needs, including live betting in your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. 
It's super easy to get started, so head to their website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Nice. And, and, and um, is the plan to still stick at right tackle, or is that just more like a, hey, just in case evaluators are around, scouts take a look, like I've had some reps at left tackle as well. As of right now, I played all spring at left tackle. Um, I, believe okay. the goal, I believe the goal is to, to kind of keep building off of that and, uh, you know, come camp time, stuff like that. And um, I would, you know, assume start at left tackle. And I, I know a lot of guys talk about this all the time, Joey, when they make that transition from the right side to the left side. It doesn't matter if it's right guard to left guard or right tackle to left tackle. It's a little bit of a transition. Obviously, everything is kind of the reverse way, right? It, right? Did you feel like it was a much different thing or was it something that you kind of caught naturally to? Um, the, the, the physical standpoint of it was kind of natural. Um, mm-hmm. of course, obviously, you know, you know, wiring my brain up to know the plays on the right side is, is, was probably the most difficult from making it left, you know, to where the right calls were on this play were this. And, you know, now I'm on the backside of it. So now I kind of yep. got to switch everything around. So that what I would say is probably going to be like the, I guess you say one of the big changes that I had to kind of break down and kind of develop and remember, Hey, you know, I'm on the left side now. So this play means this and, and, and kind of go from there. And so 2020 gets wiped out because of the COVID-19 pandemic and the level. Obviously, I think I think every Division II team was, was wiped out, unfortunately. I think there was a couple that made played a couple games that fall or whatever. So talk to me about how – I don't know what the word would be. Disappointing, um, upsetting, whatever the word would be for you. Just how tough was it to just miss out on the 2020 season? Was there ever anything in your mind where you said, like, you know, I see some people hitting the portal, maybe trying to find other opportunities. Was that ever anything in your mind? Yeah, the, you know, the, the situation was gut-wrenching. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it was definitely one of the things, like, you know, I came off a good year. Um, you know, technically yes, that would be my freshman year coming off and starting all 13 games, winning the off-conference, kind of getting, you know, eyeballs set on me and, you know, just building up to that next season. And then, you know, you watch the guys at D1 level be able to play and, you know, you're stuck at home. So it was definitely right. one of the gut-wrenching things to watch and, uh, you know, be a part of. But, you know, at the same time, you had to turn it around and use that as fuel and, you know, develop yourself over the, you know, extra months you had do that um but yeah see it was definitely like i said to me i felt like it was a even though it was a negative more of a positive um you know i gained a lot of strength during that time now knowledge and you know a lot of um like you say character building for me at my position and obviously you guys came back and i mean i mentioned tyson when i when i first started this interview a little bit he has a record-setting year the team goes 13 and 2 obviously a fantastic offense last year how was the return in 2021 and just the i mean can you speak to just maybe a little bit of the talent level that you guys have from an offensive perspective and a team perspective yeah so we had a lot of guys come in of course you know tyson with, with being a quarterback the commander of our team he led us pretty well um, our coaching staff is unbelievable. I mean, like I said, you know, they put in at countless hours. We're trying to develop us and put us in the best situations. Um, you know, we had great receivers, um, you know, one of them being Josh Gonterek. Um, he ended up transferring in, I believe, from Shippensburg. Um, you know, he was a big help. He uh, helped us, you know, get to that Final Four, like, um, you know, the Final Four last year. Uh, freshman Ryan Beach was a great receiver. Um, you know, we had a running back, Ronnie Brown, coming back pretty well. Um, you know, and our old line was um, kind of the old – I call him the old head. Uh, line, you know, we had a lot of guys that had experience that, you know, even had a game experience and just sitting behind guys last year that are, um, you know, having that next man up mentality and came in and, and played for us. So, all, all, you know, all around it on the offense was great. Um, you know, our defense, we had we had some studs on defense, uh, one of them being the core linebacker, Chris Lane. Um, I know he developed pretty well. A um, couple of safeties like Ponce, Fox, a couple of them guys were, um, you know, big, big, big time guys that, you know, did big time plays. So overall, as a team, it was it was definitely a talented group. 
And I know, unfortunately, the season didn't end quite. I mean, like you said, you make the final four, you, you lose the Ferris state, of course, that, you know, they end up winning the championship. So they were a darn good team. There's no doubt yeah. about it. How much does that maybe that last game really fuel you guys now coming into the 2022 season? I'm sure there's got to be a little bit of a chip on your shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, we definitely got a taste of it, um, you know, with being able to win, you know, the game before the region, uh, you know, mm-hmm. with a Hail Mary pass and kind of going again, winning the region, uh, you know, and the back to back Hail Mary pass as time expires. So, you know, those right there just gets you kind of fueled up, you know, leading into that final four game. And, um, you know, like I said, it was definitely a great team opportunity and the team opportunity, you know, the the staff's behind us, the fans were behind us and being able to travel down to Michigan, you know, the plane ride with your guys and, you know, the hotel and, Kind of like I said, I mean, even though we lost, it, it was definitely a great experience from a player standpoint and a yep. team standpoint. Um, like I said, as coming into this year, we got a couple of fresh guys. Um, you know, like I said, we're going to have to have that next man uh, up mentality. Um, you know, like I said, we know what it takes to get there. And now hopefully we can, you know, progress. Like I said, we just did in there in the spring and then camp and fall and um, progress to get, you know, even farther than we did last year. And Joey, with being a guy that's made a transition from the defensive line now to, uh, to being a All-American level offensive tackle on your level, I would love to hear maybe it started when you made the transition or maybe you know it's just something that's always been there. Are there some guys, offensive tackles specifically in the NFL, let's say, that maybe you watch a ton and maybe when you were making that transition, you just watch a lot of the, the footwork, the hand usage, and any players that kind of pop off, the, pop off your head in that regard? Yeah, big time. Like you said, you know, earlier with my physicality, I love watching Trent Williams. Um, you know, he's he's a guy that's around, you know, that 6'5", 320 area, just like me, who, you know, goes out and mauls these full-grown men. And, um, you know, I know he gets a rush out of it because, you know, I, I'm the same way. I get I get a rush, you know, taking the guy in front of me and dropping him on the field, pancaking him and kind of getting that, you know, that big justification within our little O-line group. Um, yeah, but I say Trent Williams, you know, from that standpoint, just a big physical guy and um, kind of a more technical base with Joe Thomas. Um, you know, I love watching his film and he's so technical with, you know, being as, you know, as tall as he was, being able to be the lowest guy, you know, coming off the ball and being able to find certain hit points and stuff like that to move guys off the ball. It's it's definitely a technical based thing. So I would say those two guys are one of the guys that I watch, um, you know, coming from the transition. You know, like I said, overall too, watching the NFL games, you know, I'm not so much focused on, you know, the D lineman anymore or, you know, the ball. I'm focused <laughs> on, you know, the tackle spots, the guard spots and kind of seeing what technique they use that I can use and, you know, stuff like that. So it's definitely put a new perspective on watching the NFL. Um, you know, in, in my eyes, and I know your team obviously has a lot of a lot of a lot of goals going into next season. You obviously also have the big goals, being the, the caliber of player you are. Talk to me a little bit about this off season, just how it's been, and just some of your development, maybe as a player this this um, off season in particular. Yeah, so so far it's been great. Um, like I said, over the last you know um, last season, and kind of developing into now where we're at, I've talked to over ten plus NFL scouts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've gotten scout recommendations. Uh, one of them being from the Houston Texans. Um, you know, I've had guys come in from scouts and tell me, hey, you know, we want you here. We like this. We like that. Um, so that aspect of it, of seeing that next level, which is right there, you know, kind of come to reality, which is, you know, it's definitely great. Um, so that's something I'm shooting for just as a personal goal as well. Um, and I believe, you know, just taking over this time now, like I said, we're out of spring ball class to finishing up, um, kind of focusing on, you know, transitioning again over to left tackle. Um, you know, like I said, you can't be comfortable where you're at. So developing yeah. in the past game, you know, the mental game, watching film and just developing overall as a player is going to be a big deal, um, you know, coming this fall and, and stuff like that. So, like I said, it's going to be just a big learning environment um, from here till next fall. 
And for the people listening out there, I, I think that they don't really have, maybe have a general understanding as far as how busy it gets for you guys in the spring. Cause we have like the bless those scouts, you know, across the NFL coming in, yeah. doing the junior days, have scouts just taking the traditional school visits. It's gotta be really cool, man. Cause you mentioned it, you know, 10 plus scouts, yeah. a recommendation from the Texans. It has to be pretty cool. You know, you've had a little bit of, of, of a journey here to the point that you yeah. are now getting some recognition has to be, feel pretty good. Yeah. It's definitely a sweet feeling. Like I said, um, you know, going through the whole roller coaster ride of, you know, I, like I said, being a three to four star player, I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to be able to get, you know, a nice spot. I can, you know, kind of set up and get my time at, you know, the signing day. And, you know, starting from there, just dealing with the emotion, you know, emotional roller coaster, going here, going there, talking to, you know, schools and stuff like that. And to finally find a home that's appreciating me and, you know, I appreciate them and being able to excel at, at what I do. Cause I, you know, I said, I try to be the best I can be at every position. You know, I'm, I'm probably my biggest, you know, my biggest competitor, you know, my biggest critic. Um, so, yeah, I mean, just just being able to, you know, see the guys at the next level to think, you know, hey, it's right there. You know, those guys are talking to you. You know, you, those guys are giving you, like I said, recommendations and, and kind of talking to you one-on-one about, you know, who would you bring with you, stuff like that is definitely an eye-opener. And it's one of them sweet highs that you never really want to get rid of. And jo- Joey, I just want I want to ask a question just for my general knowledge. So you're a kid that uh, like the 2020 season obviously was knocked out. So you had that extra year, right? So technically you could go back for two more years, right? Am I right there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as of right now, um, I, I do have this year coming up and then a year afterwards. Um, gotcha. But the plan with the plan would be right now with just, you know, just the eyes that are on me and the, our quarterback Tyson Bajan. Um, and like I said, we had the, like you mentioned the Bledsoe scouts. Uh, we had them in about mid-April. Um, we ran for them and stuff like that. And they were saying, you know, between just me and, and Tyson, um, you know, we should bring, you know, all 32 teams, GMs, coaches, and stuff like that, XFL, yep. CFL, CFL guys in. So, you know, hearing that does give us a little spark between you know, me and him and pushing each other and, you know, try to develop to be the best we can for that next level. Yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. And kind of my last question for you is with that in mind that this could be potentially your last season, I just want a quick, uh, you know, look into maybe a year from now. I mean, you could have just been drafted or signed as a free agent. You could be potentially, you know, living out in a dream to play professional football. I just want a two part question. How long has that been a dream to be a professional football player? And number two, what would it just be like the blessing of that being a reality in, in the pretty near future? Right, right. Um, you know, it started when I started playing football around third grade. You know, I came through the Pee Wees and, um, you know, just growing up and watching them guys, you know, it's always, you know, not even the money aspect of it, but just being, you know, be able to, to continue the sport that I love and, and grown to attach to and, you know, be able to make that profession where, you know, you're working out, you're eating, you know, all the time, you're, you know, you're with the guys playing football, you know, not a lot of guys get that opportunity. So it's always been a goal of mine, you know, from day one. Um, and, you know, on the other side of that too, um, you know, the fact that it could be a reality is definitely put some pressure on me, uh, you know, from sacrifices of, you know, like I said, vacations and stuff like that kind of kind of limit your time. And, you know, there's no more, hey, let's go out and play ball, you know, with the guys. It's, hey, you know, I got to think about my body and my future. And uh, like I said, I, I can only imagine, you know, what it would be like to be able to say I made it or at least, you know, got an opportunity to play with the NFL team and being able to express my talents and, you know, show them out to the next level. It, it, it'd be crazy. Yeah, man. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the rest of your journey, obviously. Hopefully this time next year, you're strapping on NFL jersey and got, got the uh, mini camp stuff out of the way. Again, joined by Joey Fisher, offensive tackle out of Shepard University. Joey, this was fantastic again, man. I know I, you know, you can read just the backstory on guys as much as you want, but I just kind of love the face-to-face interaction, man. I really appreciate the time. I appreciate you having me out here. Thank you.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.